Hello and a big welcome to today's um, guest. I'm very happy to meet Katie Nelligan. You are from Colorado. I'm so excited to hear about your relationship to horses. So a big welcome to you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So please tell us about uh, how what you are doing and uh, how you got there in the first place, a little bit about your background and, and what you are doing today. Sure. So I've loved horses my whole life. I was the horse obsessed, crazy horse girl when I was a kid reading books and I'm really grateful my mom drove me to my horseback riding lessons, sometimes an hour away um, every week. And so I I rode, I went to horse camp, and I competed in college. I was an equestrian. We started the equestrian club in my college, and I um, was jumping and riding dressage on the East Coast. And so then I had about 10 years off because I was working in New York City and I didn't have access really to horses. And so when I moved to Los Angeles, I was very grateful to have found um, a horse community in Malibu. And I started riding again and I leased an amazing Arabian horse named Felici. She sort of put me on my path back with horses in a really big way. And I, um, my mentor, my first mentor at the time was working with um, addicts in rehab and recovery and doing equine therapy with them. And I was blown away by how healing horses were for people. And I thought I need to learn more. I have to do this. So that started my, my working path with horses where I started to partner with them in personal growth. Um, and then and team buildings, professional growth as well. So helping teams and leaders um, with what we can learn from horses, really mindfulness and leadership skills. So it's been a, my whole life <laughs> with just a little time off. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really lucky that I've been around incredible horses and a lot of incredible mentors, human mentors as well. That's fantastic. How how do how do do this work uh, people come to you or how do you do it <laughs> yeah so essentially people are very trusting and brave they don't always know what they're getting into when they start um, the journey of equine assisted learning which is the large category name for what I specifically call equine partnered life coaching and um, people have heard of like therapeutic riding, you know, for disabled or for the autistic. And then they they realize there's this whole other world where you can do groundwork. So you're face to face with horses um, or donkeys and you are essentially learning from their way of being. Um, so it can apply directly to your life and what you're going through. So I often have women that are going through relationship challenges, um, working on finding more meaningful work in their career. They're essentially always learning about themselves uh, through the way of the horse. And they're also learning and really growing the soft skills, the emotional intelligence skills, skills around self-love and self-care. Mm -hmm. Yeah, horses are your mirror. So, yeah. 
They show us a lot. I think of them as illuminators. Um, they're, they illuminate truths that we get to see about ourselves and also things that could be working, things that may not be working. And then we have the power to choose whether we want to stay in that space, you know, with some of the behaviors and our thoughts and our emotions. So they do, they illuminate quite a bit. Um, they reflect quite a bit for us to see. So, yeah. So you have programs. Uh, how how long time would would that be? Yeah. So people come either for one session and have this incredible kind of bucket list experience with a horse and or horses, um, or one team building, one offsite and retreat. Or they're coming regularly for essentially um, deeper learning and curriculum and, and transformation that happens over time. And we always, my master's program, I have my master's in spiritual psychology. My master's program always says growth is a process, not an event. So we, I really do want people to come over the course of months um, to really experience course wisdom and to and practice it and really embody it all of it is experiential learning so it goes much deeper than just me coaching people on the phone and I do a lot of that as well but there's something really powerful about being outside in nature and being with horses you know to really slow down and to become present like they are and to practice in real time building things like empathy and trust and patience. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's definitely a, a process that we go through. And um, yeah, I love working with people over time. Yeah, nothing is made overnight. I know that. But many people think that and they want it to go faster. But yeah. How, how many horses do you have then? Yeah, so I currently have two. I have a thoroughbred who is a racehorse and one, and she still has a lot of that racehorse in her, but her favorite thing is to do healing work with people. She will put her nose up to people and breathe with them. She loves to be brushed. She loves touch and connection. So people feel really safe around her, even though she's big and um, she's like 22 years old. And then I have my Paint, who's a saddlebred quarter horse mix, and she's 11, and she is half sassy, half sweet, and she teaches people different things. She enjoys doing more physical work, more movement, so people will um, halter her and walk with her and practice leadership and, you know, boundaries and clear communication. She just has different things that she likes to do with people. Um, and both of these horses have been gifted to me and I'm about to get a third that's being gifted to me. And I think I'm just grateful that people see me as a good home for horses because I take great care of them and, and when they want horses to have a place to do this work as well. Um, it's a, I ride one of them, but not the other one. And it is, it's a great, you know, experience for horses to be in work that's meaningful and, you know, they're, they have activities they can do that don't necessarily need to be riding based. No, uh, the the people who are coming uh, are not used to horses or how how is that? 
Yeah, I get all types. So I have a lot of people that aren't used to horses. They haven't been around a horse since they were a kid. So they have that immediate joy and on wonder when they see a horse, they get very excited. Um, I'll have sometimes people who've been afraid of horses or have bad experiences. And we work on, if you face that fear here, you can face that fear elsewhere in life. Um, any fear that comes up. And then I also love working with equestrians because I like helping them improve their bond through communication because I also do animal communication, um, really improving their bond through understanding their horse and understanding themselves and how, how their being is impacting their horse. So I enjoy that too. So I've worked with, you know, all different categories of people and their relationships with horses. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I love you, your thing that that you wanted them to cooperate with the horse. Uh, I have grown up uh, in in riding schools where you just put, was put on the horse and and uh, the horse is going to do what you are thinking. And uh, if not, you just tell him because you're the boss. But um, today is is quite different, and I love that that you also have this thinking about the horses. Yeah, and I grew up that way as well. And that, um, you know, it's it, it's so funny when we're young, we don't question things, right? We don't question. Yeah authority which tells us this is how you ride and this is mm. what you do and the I remember the first time I started to question why I'm doing all this power over dynamic over a horse and um, and I I I was questioning um I had been in a clinic and I had was questioning like because my I could tell my horse was not happy she was doing everything perfectly but she was not happy and I started to question, why are we doing it this way, right? Yeah. Like, why is it just the human's agenda? And she, you know, and my, the the person around me at that time was like, you know, don't question this. So I remember, and I was in my, I was in my 30s when I started questioning this. So, you know, it was, it, it was almost like I never really saw horses until, until this horse really opened my eyes and was like, you know, yes, we're beautiful. Yes, you can ride us. Yes, you know, you know, you can take care of us, but do you really see who we are that we have our own choices, that we have our own opinions, that we, it's not, you know, like we'll part, we'll do things with you, but a lot of what we're doing is out of just submission right? To be a good horse so that we don't get in trouble on that, you know, and I'm, or the horses have to earn their keep. And, and I really started to question, like, why are we being this way with horses? I grew up that way. It's what everyone around me was doing, but I never really started to see it differently until luckily I could hear the horses. So they were talking to me about things, but I was also just really, I had left corporate America and I was questioning everything. So it was a perfect time for me to realize it doesn't have to be this way anymore, right? Like I can choose differently to be with horses in a relationship where we're equals, right? Where we are partners, where sometimes they're in leadership, sometimes I'm in leadership. Of course, the goal is safety for everyone involved, but it's also about fun, 
And it's also around exploration. And it's also around learning because courses are learning too, right? Yeah. And so it was huge for me. And then I had to find people that could be okay with that. That I that I was having a lot of questions. Mm. So my second mentor was my second mentor was very horse centric and very much about asking permission to enter a stall, you know, because that's a horse's living quarters. Yeah. So it, it, I had to find my people, and I'm still in that process, right? So, mm. yeah, it it seems to be uh, two parts of people with horses uh, but i i think that a lot of of us is opening up and uh, you you said you're talking to with the horses um how do you do that it is literally for me like being on a radio station where you know i can tune into this radio station and hear this song i can tune into that radio station and hear that song I had I had had inklings of hearing the horses and then my gifts, my abilities really turned on. We all have the ability um, during a meditation on Earth Day where I just was sending so much love to all the horses in the barn. And then I walked back to the barn and I could hear them all talking and I was like, what is happening? But I, my intuition comes in as clear audience. So I hear guidance. I hear my own intuition, my own insight. Um, so it would make sense that I would hear the horses. So, you know, now I've been, I'm a trained animal communicator. I've taken classes from five different mentors, trainers, and um, I'm doing sessions all, all the time for people all over the country remotely. Um, but essentially, you know, if we believe animals and horses are sentient beings, it would make sense that they would be communicating with all, all of life, right? So they communicate with each other through obviously body language. Um, but there's also, you know, an actual thing that they are communicating through, um, and we just need to tune in. We need to be on that kind of what I'd call like frequency or channel to be able to hear them and connect to them. And I think a lot of people can hear them, but they don't know they can. Like the last border that I was around, she would say things like about what the horses were saying. And I'm like, yeah, I, that's exactly what they're saying. And she, she doesn't think of herself as a communicator, but she has that ability. Like she knows when a horse is getting her trying to get her attention or trying to tell her something so it's there we just need to tap into it mm -hmm. is it is it words or emotions or, or what is it you are feeling <clears throat> i get words i sometimes when i'm doing healing work on a horse and i'm actually like putting, you know, my hands on them or around them to send energy I or to work on healing. I do feel sensations. I'll feel emotion. Um, occasionally I'll see pictures and I'll get messages that way, like I'm watching a movie. But mostly I hear, um, I hear, I'll ask a question and then I'll hear a response the way you and I are hearing each other. Okay. Yeah. How do they respond to to people if if you if they come people and they don't understand them? Uh, how how do they respond? If they don't understand certain people and why people 
people are a certain way. Yeah, you know, people who are not used to horses, they may be uh, not doing the right things. Or, or can you feel that on the horses when when a person comes in and and they don't understand them? Yeah. So this is a great question. I think there's, I have my viewpoint on it. There are, I think, people who are concerned about this in the equine assisted learning and psychotherapy space because people think, well, you can't put an untrained person in with a horse that has a lot of training because you're going to teach the horse something else, right? Or you're going to like make the horse worse in some way, right? Or damage the horse or the horse is going to get frustrated. Here's the thing. When we do anything, we have intentions. Sometimes they're very clear. Like we had an intention to do a conversation today, right? It's, it's clear. Um, but there's a context and there's a container to things, even if the intention is not super clear. But when I work with horses, I say to them, we're going into session. This is a client. They know right away, this client doesn't know me, doesn't know horses because they can see they don't know how to hold a halter, right? Yeah. So what happens is the horses are usually either very patient because they know that this person is learning or they mirror what is going on with the patient right? Or the client, like they're mirroring the fact that this, this client is, is like a little bit frazzled, right? So as a, as a coach or a facilitator, I get to give them tips. If I start to see like perfect example, we had a group and it was an addict in recovery and he had a lot of chaos in his life and he stood up and as soon as he stood up to go out to work with the horses, all of them started running and spinning and we were in a yeah. big arena and he was going to go work with them. And my mentor at the time said, whoa, do you want to enter into that chaos right now? Hmm. And he's like, no, I don't. That's my family. That's my life. Like it's chaos. She goes, well, what can you do to shift that? So, she, you know, he started to breathe. He sat down and he started to meditate. He started to center. And then the horses started to relax and calm down. So he could get, he could st stand up again and walk out and be in it. And he realized that if he shifted his inner reality, mm. the outer reality could change. Yeah. So I believe that, you know, this is why you've got a human there helping to, you know, interpret some of what's going on and helping to, um, keep people safe, right? But ultimately what happens is either the horses will show us what we need to see, right? Like, hey, you don't understand things. And when you don't understand things, you're really hard on yourself, right? Or you're really impatient or you're really kind to yourself or you're really compassionate. And the goal is that we see these things and then we change them if we want to, um, I had a lot of experiences with horses. And when I first started to do this work, I was not very good at some of the exercises and I was really hard on myself at the time. Mm -hmm. And I had to really grow self-love. I had to grow the fact that I could, I could be more patient. I could be more clear in my communication. Um, I could slow things down. So I, 
I learned quite a bit, even though I understood horses, I still didn't understand how to be with them in this coaching way, mm -hmm. um, in the exercises. So I think horses get it. I think horses get us sometimes better than we get ourselves. So I think it's, um, I don't see horses getting frustrated unless they're doing way too much work. And they're being treated and used as just, um, you know, anything. They're not really being treated as a sentient being. Then mm -hmm. I see it being a bad situation. But ultimately, I think they love it. They're like, oh, this human doesn't know how to use a halter. Great. Let me help them or let me not help them and let me be there for that. And, you know, so they're they're interested in teaching, you know, and helping. So I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and and you were talking about uh, the things that that I talk a lot about with my customers that we women uh, has this inside of us that we are, are punching ourselves and we are not really satisfied satisfied with what we are doing and uh, the horses feels this also with riders and and many times that is uh, it's it's trigger your fear yeah mm -hmm. yeah i think it's even the, those of us who've rode our whole lives we can still be afraid at any yeah. moment yes. of being with a horse because they're very very powerful animals mm -hmm. and um yeah. And I think that they, they do sense our fear and they are like, well, if you're in the leadership role right now and you're on my back and you're scared, mm. what do I, what am I missing? What do I need to be scared of? Right. Yeah. So then they can go into, into that. It's a little different on groundwork when there's a context of, Hey, people are coming to learn from you. People don't know what they're doing. It's different riding. I have a hard time putting beginners ever on a horse because I think the horse can get frustrated mm. my horse in particular she goes I want you to ride light I want you to ride well like she needs me to be a more advanced rider for yeah. her you know and some horses are fine they're more patient and they can you know put up with a lot so mm. it's based on their personality you know like it's the same with me. I don't always see clients that are, you know, I see clients that are sometimes a little bit more high performing and more advanced in their yeah. own emotional intelligence. Right. Mm -hmm. And I kind of need that. So we all have, we're all different. You know, every one of us is an individual. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Do you have anything else to, to tell us about your, your work? I think I just, I want people to start to see horses in a way where there's more respect and there's more, um, there's rapport and respect. Rapport is horses like us, right? They can, they can hang out with us, but respect is that you know, the horse knows that their opinions are allowed, right? Mm. That they're allowed to make choices, that they have voice, that they're valued, that they're seen as the sentient beings they are. I feel, I feel like 
we get so much more out of our horses when we really check in with them, you know, but I, I find sometimes if I do care and I'm just there to like take care of my animals, they start to see me as just like, you know, the caretaker. And one day I actually said my horse, was, she just kind of walked away from me. And I said to her, hey, I'm more than just your caretaker. And because I was frustrated with myself and I that I wasn't spending time bonding with them because I was doing so much care. And she literally, she was walking out into the field. She turned around, looked at me, walked straight back to me and stood with me and breathed. And we just hung out breathing. And it was so amazing because I realized that, you know, that I had to tell her that we, we have different roles with each other. And then I needed the connection and I know she did too. And she, she took a moment for it and it was so cool to see her choose that. And, um, I think we have to remember to keep it balanced. It's hard, right? There are a lot of work. And we are busy schedules and it's hard to find time to just be with them. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, I know that for me, it's more than just, just riding or just caretaking or just working with them. I also have to have my own personal individual relationship with my animals. Right. So that we both feel really valued in the relationship. Like yesterday I asked my horns, like, how are you feeling? Like what's, what's going on with you? Cause she just, she wanted to like, you know, be fed and do other things. And I just was like, let's take a minute and talk, like connect, like actually be with each other before we go into doing things. And she was like, you know, and just relaxed and was kind of like, okay, you know, and, and then she was able to tell me like the flies are bugging me today. And I'm like, yeah, the flies are bad today, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's my, my encouragement is for people to take even just five more minutes to really be with their horses. That's right. As you said, people are, uh, they have so many things to do. And when they come to their horse, uh, yeah, you have to feed them and mocking and everything. And, and they forget this, this thing just to, to be with them, as you said. Mm. When you're a kid, many times you just sit uh, in the field with the horse and, and uh, yeah, maybe not talk to them, but, but be around them. And we often forget that as adult, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like we don't give ourselves permission mm -hmm. To slow down and be in that childlike awe and wonder. I, that's one of the reasons when I created Awakening with Equines, I loved creating it with that acronym of, you know, A-W-E, awe, you know, because it, it is horses evoke that awe. So when we can just be with them, we feel that more, right? We, we get to watch them and you know, there, we also then get to, I think Elsa Sinclair talks about putting money in the bank account in the relationship, right? Because mm -hmm. then we're investing in the relationship with our horse and that pays off in the long run. It pays off when we go to ride. It pays off when we go to work with them. You know, it's, they're, they really enjoy the relationship and they horses spend a lot of time just standing and being with each other, right? 
So if we want to have a strong relationship with them, we need to do the same. Yeah, please show us your your book and your cards and what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so Awakening with Equines is the name now of, of my company. It's a Facebook group that people can join if they love horses. And then we created a card deck. So, um, you know, empowerment and flow, like different qualities that the horses wrote the first part. I wrote the second from my coaching background. And this part is an activity that you can do with your horse, whether you know it's a personal horse or you work with horses and you can do the actual activity. It's a lot of mindfulness activities. Um, so it's sometimes it's breathing activities or meditation, but it's there's some doing activities too. Um, we'll see what what needs to come on for this podcast, which card wants to come out. But they're all uh, different qualities that I think the horses teach. And the horses, Ronde said, write down everything we teach and put it in a, in cards. And so I said, okay, ah, oh, so this one's beautiful. So this is the, the presence card came forward. And that's what we were talking about before, you know, just being really present. And this is a horse. This is actually a horse that's going to be given to me. And uh, he, here I am, this is based off a photo and I'm standing in his eye. So it's really being able to see ourselves too. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a really, it's really fun. And um, yeah, I've, I've, I've had the artist design them off of a lot of photos of real horses and her name is Nika Ware. Her Instagram is Nika Draws Nature, N-I-C-A. So it's, these are available. Um, I've been shipping them internationally. So I think they've gone to seven different countries at this point as well. So it's been fun. It's been fun to meet people all over the world, which is why I was excited to talk to you today too, because it's just so neat to have these connections internationally, right? It is, yes. And and uh, you get a lot of good ideas. This is, I've never seen this before. It's it's a very good idea, I think. Just to, to because you, you, you lose your, um, yeah, what you can say, um, that you can't find a new way to approach the horse, maybe. You have forgotten how to do it. And with these cards, maybe it, it comes up. Do this, do this. It's it's like when you're riding, you, you wanted to do a lot of things, but uh, what can I do today? This is a very good thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, The originally they just wanted to write the words down. Like they wanted me to just write what they taught. And then this card deck took a while, um, but you know, like, so they wrote about presence and they said, how you're being matters. What you bring to others is important. We like to be powerful and gentle. We bridge our beingness and our purpose, live in relaxed alertness, be aware and be at peace. So it was originally their writing, but then what they wanted was the horses wanted to have these activities. So the activity on the bottom is for the presence card is gaze eye to eye with another human, with yourself in the mirror or with a horse, smile and stay neutral, 
allow the nervous system to relax and feel seen. It's an action of seeing the divine essence in one another, right? So it it is that. And I find too that, you know, so often people, we move quickly in the world. So it's an opportunity to slow, slow it down and become more present, right? Mm-hmm. We all need that. I think so. Yeah. It helps. It helps our nervous systems for sure. Yeah. And and how will people get in touch with you? Yeah. So to? people can join, yeah, the Awakening with Equines Facebook group or my Instagram and my Facebook is Kate Nelligan Equine Coach. And then my website is Kate Nelligan. It's one L, uh, katenelligan.com. And I go by both Kate and Katie. So um yeah but it's katenelligan.com and i'd love to speak to anyone as well so yeah you were talking about you also uh, talk with people on the phone is it uh, everywhere all over the world yes yeah the animal communication and healing i do i record it on my phone and i send it to people um so i do it remotely And then I do virtual work as well. Um, So I will, my horses have been on Zoom before and goats also, and my goats also are on Zoom. (laughs) So yeah, I do a lot uh, virtually too. So, and I travel, I travel to different like states in the United States to do workshops too. Mm -hmm. That's great. It's a good work. I I think you you feel good about it as well. I'm very passionate and very grateful to be doing the work I'm doing. I was not always in my calling and my purpose because I was working in marketing and corporate America, but now I am. That being with animals is always, you know, what my what I wanted to do as a kid, so I'm grateful to be doing it now. It seems that you should be a little older to get your dream job <laughs> everybody speaks to it's it's not they're not very young they are a bit older and they find their way to do it yeah so. those of us that work with horses are lucky and it's also a lot of work it's you yeah. know it's a lot of responsibility as you know so yes, it is yeah Thank you so much for coming. That was a pleasure and and very exciting to hear about your work. And uh, thank you, all of you out there for listening and looking. So please subscribe if you wanted to get on the next week again. And thank you very much to you, Katie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Anne. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye.